for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boot Going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Now I'm reclining while putting my time And I'm ready to go My spine is aligning and much my lineups My bank account grows I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with Listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? DFS Dynasty Reader Tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 287 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 Of course, we are live every Wednesday and Friday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, pretty much every major podcast network out there. Uh, so if you are on Twitter, guys, you, we can't see your comments in the chat roll, so please go find us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash going for two live. So you can comment on the on the show, uh, interact with us, and everything else that you can do on on YouTube. All right, I'm here with my co-host currently with a full set of bars on his internet. So hopefully we can keep him for the whole show tonight. What's up, Ryan? Uh, hey, mine was good last week. <laughs> I'm just messing uh, with you. I don't know, Lazar. I think you're just Actually, setting me up for failure. Yeah. Was it last week that you missed? No, it was the week before you missed. That's right. It was the week before that you missed. You yeah, were here last I, week. Yeah, the sniffles. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah, someone said you yeah, didn't, uh, someone said you didn't pay your internet bill. That's why you couldn't be on the show two weeks ago. <laughs> I mean, as much as I don't want to pay, it's trash. But yeah. no, I still pay it. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, first time on the show, uh, our guest tonight, Zach Berger. He's the host of Triple Wire Podcast, also an analyst for Triple Play Fantasy and director of content for Fantasy in Frames. You can follow him on Twitter at ff chalupa batman. What's up, Zach? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Glad to get you on the show. So give us a real quick rundown of, of what you do in, in the fantasy in the fantasy world. Sure. So um, let's see, I host a exclusive waiver wire show for the Triple Play Fantasy Network. So that is the Triple Wire podcast. And then I create content for Fantasy and Frames. So I assist with a couple of their articles. And then I do my own Beat the Waiver Wire video every week for them. And then I also help with their graphics and all that fun stuff. And then uh, right now I do a week or uh, monthly uh, trade article for Club Fantasy FFL. Nice. Um, and then I'll, I'll do a lot more in the in the off season. But that's my in season program. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So you told me before the show you were uh, getting ready to go on a cruise, huh? Yep, I got a few more days. <laughs> nice, dude. I cruises are the best. That, you've been on, Have you been on before? Yeah, this is. I was telling you, I think it's my fourth or fifth one. I can't remember at this point. I'd say the Don't best care. thing I think you can do is find like an area where you get a drink every morning and like the same people come around, you tip them huge on the first day and they treat you great. The rest of the time yeah. you drop them at least 20 bucks day one, dude, you get the strongest drinks. They're there promptly. You don't have to ask. They're going to call you Mr. Zach. It's going to be off. <laughs> yeah. My wife and I did that. We went to, we went to Cancun and uh, we tipped the guys pretty well. Cause my wife, you know, she's a hairstylist, so she works off a of tip. So she always tips well. And, we, I mean, my drink was never empty the whole time we were in Cancun. Like, literally, it'd be halfway down, they'd come and fill it up. I was like, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and jump never right into once. it. 
Hey, you know what? Fuck you. All right, it's Bleep You Wednesday, Ryan. What do you got for your Bleep You this week? Oh, God. Um, I had it, and it blanked. Get Zach first. There's, I have, like, some rage build up. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Zach. Like it. All right, so I went with an easy one. Uh, I think a lot of people feel this way, but it has to be Nathaniel Hackett. Um, yes. He's just absolutely destroying the Denver Broncos offense, and we had so much excitement. I mean, Russell Wilson takes some blame, too. Don't get me wrong, um, but Hackett is not hacking it right now. So, uh, oh, I mean, how excited were we were for this offense all offseason? How, how high did we draft this, these guys? And, um, I mean, even Melvin Gordon can, can stay on the field. <laughs> yes. um, so, it, yeah, but bleep you to uh, Nathaniel Hacker right now. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because we were you know, arguing in the offseason, is it going to be Judy? Is it going to be Cortland Sutton? Who knew it was neither one of them? <laughs> we don't want anything to do with this offense. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely definitely bleep you to, to Nathaniel Hackett for sure. All right, Ryan, what uh, you got? It's a weird one for me because it's normally something I don't even talk about or care about. But it's the Jaguars team defense. <laughs> I thought, oh, the Colts are so bad. This is money. It's eight to ten points. Set it, forget it. I put it as my team defense in like five leagues, and they sucked so bad. We just go to the whole Jags and include Christian Kirk in there too. But the Jags defense, they can f right off. Yes, I, I was. I, I guess started them in four or five leagues. I'm so I was so bitter about it. <laughs> like I, I was so I was like so mad thinking about it. I couldn't remember who it was because I was that upset about <laughs> what they did to me this week. Like I lost matchups because they got negative points. Yeah, yeah, I definitely can see that. Uh, so my bleep you goes to basically anything and everything involved with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I've got a ton of shares of DJ Moore. Uh, I was hoping he would get traded. They trade Robbie Anderson. You know, leave him alone. <laughs> I know it's just I trade DJ Moore, please. I mean, go to send him to to the Packers. They, I think it'd be a great fit with the Packers. But yeah, I got so many shares of DJ Moore. Actually, in one of my leagues, uh, I sold Cooper Cup for DJ Moore in a package, um, thinking that I can get similar production this year with the quote unquote best quarterback he's ever had. And it is not looking pretty right now. He's actually on my bench in all my dynasty leagues and any redraft league that I had him. Uh, he's now on waiver wires because he's just been that bad, that bad. So the Panthers bleep you to the, all the Panthers organization top down because y'all somehow ruined the quarterback proof DJ Moore on me. All right, let's get into some news and notes. News and notes from around the league. News and notes, as always, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Single game and single week best ball leagues are here. If you love fantasy football, there's nothing better than weekly best ball leagues like Underdog offers. No need to wait around to the end of the season to see if you won. You can win weekly. Uh, download the Underdog Fantasy app for iOS or Android. Use our promo code GF2 and get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Uh, if you don't know how that works, guys, you put 50, you get 50. You put 100, you get you get another, another 100 on top of that. It's pretty simple, guys. They match your entire deposit. Underdog is the fastest growing fantasy sport platform in the market. Uh, and there's a reason for that. See what all the hype is about. Get, get the app, down, get our promo code GF2 and start winning. All right, we got some good no, good notes this week. Uh, the first one here, I'm going to just kind of give you all, give you this one and see what y'all kind of react to this and, and what you think of this going forward. Uh, Mr. Allen Robinson finally had himself a decent game, caught five or six targets, 63 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, they are on a bye this week, Zach. If you own Allen Robinson in any of your leagues, is this encouraging for you? Are you are you putting him back in your lineup after this, this bye week, or are you still kind of skeptical on it? I mean, it can't be discouraging, uh, but... 
Uh, I would not be starting him the following week unless you're struggling with bye weeks or injuries going into week eight. Um, hopefully week seven, he's able to kind of continue to learn that offense. I think a lot of people forget that he's, I don't think they forget he's new to the Rams, but uh, it's a complicated offense. So maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. I think it's also the offensive line is a struggle and Stafford can't even look to that side of the field. So who knows what happens coming out of the bye. I would not be starting him, but I would not drop him in the bye week unless you absolutely had to. Yeah, I, I think Stafford finally threw a pass that was a very Allen Robinson type pass. He was always a big guy in the 50-50 balls. Um, you know, when he was with the Jags, it was basically Blake Bortles just throwing it up there and him just catching it. And Stafford threw one of those finally to him in the end zone. He went up and he got it. So if, if Stafford can start doing stuff like that, um, give him those 50-50 balls, I think his, he can definitely uh, turn his season around a little bit. Ryan, what are your thoughts on Al Robinson? Bro, I'm selling his ass if he's on my team. Like, I'm trying to find anybody who believes any little bit in him right now and excited about 63 yards because I'm not. This offense is a mess. Uh, Stafford isn't Stafford right now. That offensive line's atrocious. Their running games, I don't even want to talk about that. Like, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute mess. I want nothing to do with anything on that team not named Cooper Cup. Like, if I can sell him for peanuts, I will. Like, I just want, I want him gone. I don't even want the, I don't even want the inkling or the thought of having to start him in my mind. I would much rather try to start, like, a Taekwon Thornton than him and place him <laughs> upside. But I would never do that because his name's Alan Robinson. So I just want him out of my line of sight. Nice. Just, like, for my own mental well-being. Get, be gone. Yeah, I, I wrote a Fancy Pros blurb. They do uh, buy sells every week. And I, I, I wrote Alan Robinson as a sell. And I was like, as an owner of Allen Robinson, you've been waiting for this game, right? This is the game that you, you keep saying, if I can get a big game, I could sell him. Don't, don't, you know, don't waste his opportunity. You've got a whole entire bye week to try to sell him. Uh, see if you can get someone to bite on him and get him off your roster. Uh, I still don't trust that this offense is going to be good enough to, to get him the ball going forward. So sell now while you can. All right, this next one here is just specifically for you, Ryan, because I know you wanted to get on your uh, your little soapbox here and talk about your boy who finally got his opportunity here, Mr. Ken Walker. Uh, he had uh, almost 100 yards there and had a touchdown that was a pretty impressive 11-yard touchdown, it, it, you know, the way he kind of just juked everybody out. Uh, just talk about Ken Walker a little bit and what you're doing with him in your, in your fancy leagues. Oh, that jump, that uh, hop step he did in the backfield on that one long run was just a thing of beauty. Um Dude, he's good. It was like it was just a matter of him getting in the starting lineup. I'm starting him every single game, no matter what, right now. Like he's an RB, he's an RB two at worst, but he's more or less RB one. Like I'm viewing him as an RB one from here on out. This team loves to run the ball. The offense is way better than we expected, which means he gets yeah. more opportunities. And like so he got 21 rush attempts, plus he was involved in the passing game. That's a workhorse in a time where no running backs are getting volume at all. He got in his first start. It's wheels up, man. Yep. Like I feel more comfortable starting him than eighty percent of the running backs in fantasy football. Right. Yeah. Now. Now I I watched this game on red zone. His fifth and. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? You were cutting off there. I I, I watched this. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm gonna stop talking. You had <laughs> your your internet. Oh my bad. Like you got like the top like right outside the top five right now. You have like Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs. Even Derrick Henry, I'm more comfortable starting Ken Walker than any of those guys. Like, it's, I feel really good about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what I was trying to say is is with, with Ken Walker, um, like, I watched it on Red Zone, so I didn't see every single game. I haven't looked at the box score. 
but I think he had pretty much every touch for a running back, right? I mean, there wasn't anybody else that was involved, I don't believe. You know, I know they got DJ Dallas there, and uh, Travis Homer, I think, has been on the uh, on the injured reserve there. But I can't remember seeing any other running back get a carry or a touch uh, in that in that game. So I'll, I'll check and see if they did, but I don't feel like they did or yeah. didn't get many if they did. What are your thoughts on, on Ken Walker? For, uh, I mean, I'll Ken Walker. DJ Dallas was in for some third down plays. Um, it seemed like he was more exclusive to that, probably for pass protection. Kenneth Walker's still learning all that, but he was still getting plenty of receptions on first and second down, so positive sign. But, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker is definitely a wheels up, as Ryan said. Um, if you have him on your roster, I don't see when you're going to bench him. I mean, unless you just have some absolute studs at running back, he's at least making your flex every week. Yeah. Um, so set it and forget it. Two, two attempts for DJ Dallas. Yeah, so he basically got it all. But, yeah, I like, I like that. Um, all right, Zach, I'm going to go to you on this one. Talk about this Arizona receiving core here. So Marquise Brown out at least four to six weeks, it looks like. Uh, D-Hop is coming back, and then they just uh, got Robbie Anderson. Of course, Rondell Moore is still there, too. How are you handling this whole this whole receiving core here, if you own any pieces of this receiving core? Do you think it's going to be spread out? Do you think it's going to be D-Hop getting the volume? Like, What are you doing with this offense? Sure. So I never drafted any uh, D-Hop this offseason, just at where he was going in drafts. I just didn't want to wait uh, till week seven to play him. Um, but if you do have him, honestly, I would try to actually trade him right now before the game happens. There's still a lot of positivity with him. Like, oh, he now doesn't have to compete with Marquise Brown. He's going to be the lead wide receiver. He could be, um, or he might not be. He didn't look great last season, and that was when he was allegedly maybe on something, maybe not. <laughs> we don't know. Um, but he was suspended for six weeks. So, I would try to trade him. You, I mean, based on the week seven bye weeks, so many top wide receivers are out this week. You're probably starting him in at least your flex. Um, but I definitely would not be comfortable starting him. And then uh, when it comes to Robbie Anderson, uh, I'd, he's not coming anywhere near my lineup. I probably don't even want to roster him. Uh, Rondell Moore, I am very excited for the potential, especially now that he's going to probably stay in the slot. But I mean... That offense has just been so hit or miss, and it yep. seems like it's all fourth quarter, all Kyler Murray. So I would not feel comfortable really playing anybody but Hopkins, and I still wouldn't feel great this week. And like I said, if you can get any value for him, just go ahead and trade him away now before we see a bad game potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Ryan, me and you talked a lot in the offseason about this offense and how well they spread it, spread it around. And then through the first five weeks of the season, it was pretty much all Hollywood Brown getting the targets. Uh, now that he's out, D hops in. Rondo Moore is finally healthy. Robbie Anderson is thrown in there in the mix. What are you doing with this offense? Uh, other than Kyler and D hop, I don't really want parts of it. Like D hop, something gets his his uh, touches. Like it's just part of it. He commands them because he's an absolute monster. So I'm I'm hesitant starting him if I have, but I'm still gonna do it. Like I'm I can't bench him. Like I have him in Scott Fishbowl only. And I'm super excited to have him back this week. But I'm not very confident right away. But I'll be there. Like, I have a week of him sitting, but I got to take the rest sometimes. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's finish up here with some trade rumors, Zach. Uh, Christian McCaffrey kind of mentioned in trade rumors, we talked about the Panthers and how they're a mess there. Uh, I think there's been a few teams linked, uh, the 49ers being one of them, Rams being another one of them. Uh, if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, one, do you want him traded? Because he's being used so heavily in that offense. And then two, if he does get traded, where do you want to see him go? 
to those two teams, no, I don't want them traded. Their their offensive lines are not are not great. Um, you might as well just leave them on the Panthers and let them get his what twenty plus touches. I mean, he had what seven touches in the first drive yeah. this week. I mean, I think he finished with twenty one touches total. So that wasn't great after that crazy start. But I mean, even when he doesn't score a touchdown, he's still putting up points for you in fantasy. That's why he was drafted so high. Um, if he gets traded anywhere, I really can't think of a team that he would, I mean, obviously anywhere he goes, he's going to go right into a, you would think a starting role, but so many teams still have a decent starting running back that he's probably going to be sharing touches. I'd rather just leave him on the Panthers this year. And instead of having him have to learn a whole new offense in the middle of the season, I get it's easier for a running back as just which hole do I have to hit? Great. Fantastic. But, um, yeah, just leave him on the Panthers and just keep throwing him the ball and yeah. handing it off and just. <laughs> you don't have to make it complicated skim the ball yeah i I think as a fan of the 49ers i I looked at this and thought for one i don't know if you know we have the firepower to trade for him because we traded all of our first round picks to get trade lance so what do the panthers really want from us that we're gonna be able to give to him same thing with the rams yeah trade yeah trade trade lance for for christian mccaffrey uh and then two you know with with the rams and the 49ers you know 49ers are kind of a, a rbbc they always have been and I can see them sort of limiting Christian McCaffrey, you know, trying to keep him healthy uh, and, and sort of cutting into his, his value right now. So I, I think I'm with you as keeping with the Panthers. What about you, Ryan? What are your thoughts on McCaffrey? Is there anywhere you want to see him go besides Honestly, the Ravens? I, I don't want him. No, it, it, he's not a receiver. I don't want him. Um, <laughs> but, dude, his his ACL is just quivering with the thoughts of going to San Francisco. Like, nobody – that's just – death to your knees um though i like i i didn't really like think of it until zach said it but he so much sold me on him just staying there like it was it's i don't know if any team's gonna use him that much like you see like the bills are a big one yes he would be awesome in the bills for real football but is he gonna get that volume with josh allen who's just slinging over the field this team wants to run but do they really want to run that much where he's the focus of their offense absolutely not it's josh allen like I want him to be the focus of the offense and trade away DJ Moore and let Chris McCaffrey stay and suffer through it to give <laughs> yeah. fancy gold to everybody. Agreed. Agreed. I'm with you as well. As owner of both those players in one of my leagues, in my home league, actually, I'm with you. Keep him with the Panthers. Trade DJ Moore away. All right. Let's get to some this or that. It's time for this or that. All right, so this or that. When we do it in the offseason, we should do ADP edition. This uh, We're going to be doing rest of season version. So I'm going to give you two names. Uh, you tell me which one you want, rest of season, and why. And we're going to go to you first, Zach, here with uh, one guy we talked about already, uh, Kenneth Walker uh, or Brees Hall, You know, two rookies that have been coming on lately. Uh, rest of season, which one do you want of these two guys? Sure, so I thought about this. Um, they're actually pretty close. I gave the edge to Brees Hall. Now, if you look at his next five weeks, including a bye week in there, it is a really rough schedule. He's going against Denver, New England, Buffalo, and then New England again. So that sounds awful. Brutal. But he has a great playoff schedule. He has Detroit, Jacksonville, and Seattle. Um, So you can't really ask for a better running back playoff schedule than that for fantasy. So um, I feel like they're pretty even with their offensive line is okay. Um, they're definitely the lead running backs on their team. They don't have to compete for too many touches between the two of them, maybe more so for Brees Hall, but he definitely plays more in the uh, passing game. So I still give the edge to Brees Hall just because if you can get through basically the rest of his regular season, 
I mean, he could be absolute gold for you in the playoffs. Yeah, that's a definitely a, a very juicy couple of matchups there. You can't get much better than the Lions and the Seahawks being on your schedule. They just yeah, bleed, Seahawks bleed is the championship points. week. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome if you can get Brees Hall to that game for sure. All right, Ryan, going back to you here with uh, with two guys that when I wrote this, I thought were both returning in week seven, but now it sounds like that one of them may not be. Uh, but D Hop. Uh, or Keenan Allen rest of season. Uh, I've heard Keenan Allen may not come back now until week nine, so that might change your uh, your idea there. Uh, it wouldn't. I don't think it would have either way. Like Even if he's back this week, the fact he has a soft tissue injury with his hamstring hurt, and he's getting up there in age, I don't, I don't like hamstring injuries on younger guys, let alone somebody creeping near 30. And DeAndre Hopkins had 160 targets last year with Kyler Murray. Yes, they spread the ball around on the other ones, but the offense goes through him. So I'm with D-Hop on that. Okay. By a pretty significant margin, even though it feels really blasphemous betting against Keenan Allen. Yeah, yeah. I love Keenan Allen. Anybody that watches our Friday show well, know how much I put him in my DFS lineups, and he's been a, he's been a beast. But, um, yeah, this year with the injuries kind of derailed his, his season a little bit. So I think I'm with you. I think D-Hop for me as well. All right, Zach, we're going to go with two boom or bust receivers here. These guys are basically to get you 40 or to get you four. Uh, Mike Williams or Tyler Lockett, rest of season, which one do you want? Sure. So I had to go with Mike Williams. Um, honestly, he has, I, I know Geno Smith has been great uh, recently, but the QB talent is absolutely with Herbert between the two. Um, he's averaging over eight targets per game. I understand Keenan Allen may come back at some point, um, but I still think they're going to feed. Mike Williams, I think it'll actually help him with Keenan Allen coming back uh, because there'll be less attention from the defense on Mike Williams. Um, and then Tyler Lockett just has a really average rest of season schedule. They want to run the ball on that offense. So I'm just afraid he's already averaging just over six targets a game. I, I'd much rather take the, the boom chances with Mike Williams. Um, we've seen him put up some crazy numbers um, when he gets those 10 plus targets that Tyler Lockett, I just feel like is just, not as safe if we can call Mike Williams yeah. safe as a boom, buff, <laughs> boom bus player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're calling one of these guys safe, I guess you're going to go with the guy that gets more targets. And it's definitely Mike Williams. And you're right. You know, I, every week I'm waiting for, for Gino to turn back into a pumpkin. You know what I mean? It's like every week we're like, okay, Gino, he can't be that good. And then he ends up finding a way to still be good. But I eventually I think it's going to be, we'll see the old Gino come back and this offense will kind of fall back to the pack a little bit. So I'm with you, Mike Williams for me as well. All right, Ryan, we're going to go with this one themed uh, washed up QBs and rest of season. Who do you want, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Both of them haven't looked very good the last couple of weeks. They haven't, but there's one big deciding factor between two of them that separates it. It's Tom Brady's fourth in the league in pass attempts. Like, he's slinging the ball and he's still eight touchdowns away in interception. Like, he's still very efficient. They haven't been healthy at the wide receiver position and it's slowly starting to get back. Yes, his line's garbage, but he can survive with that because it's a release. Aaron Rodgers just hates everyone and everything on his team. They want to run football and play defense. He has no connection with any pass catchers. When you look at Brady on the other side, who has, when healthy, one of the best groups in the league. So I'm going towards Brady off of volume and surrounding talent. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Because I think two weeks ago, I think he had 350 yards, I believe, but he still had a very pedestrian. And three touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's uh, it's Tom Brady's. This past game killed me because I thought for sure I had him in my DFS lineups. I thought the Steelers secondary is so so banged up. He's gonna rip them apart, and they kicked like four field goals before he finally got a touchdown towards the end there. So 
Um, but yeah, I'm with you as well. I mean, just in general, his weapons are better. He's still throwing the ball a ton, so I think it would be Tom Brady for me as well. All right, Zach, we're going to go with fool's gold tight ends here. Two guys that no one really thought would be in the top 12, maybe just outside the top 12, uh, but they've been really doing pretty well this season so far. Tyler Higby uh, or Gerald Everett, rest of season. Which one do you want out of those two tight ends? Sure. So let's be honest, almost every tight end in the NFL is a fool's gold tight end at this point, <laughs> Fair. Uh, other than like three or four. Uh, but so looking at both of them, they both have bad offensive lines. Um, we Chargers did not have a bad offensive line until taking so many injuries. Um, Everett has way more target competition on his team. Um, and both of them have five targets inside the red zone, which is the eighth most for touch for tight ends. So it's pretty even. Um, so give me the tight end that seems to be the second read. On a pass on the passing plays with Higby, uh, because of that terrible offensive line, Stafford's just dumping it down to Higby five yards down the field. Um, Higby is fourth in tight end targets. Everett is fifth. So you would think that's close. Uh, Higby actually has fifty. Everett has thirty six. Wow. So that's a difference of two point three targets per game. So when we're playing with these full skill tight ends, again, I've talked about targets a lot tonight. It's really all about those opportunities, and you're just hoping that. They cash in with a touchdown. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. You know, Everett's been great. You know, if you drafted him, you got him super late. But you're right. I mean, Keenan Allen's coming back. Uh, Mike Evans is still there. Eckley will get his target. So, you know, he's really got a lot of competition there. Well, Higby seems to be Cup or Higby and then everybody else. It's like that Stafford's progression right there. All right, Ryan, last one here. Struggling wide receiver ones from the preseason that you might have drafted as your wide receiver one. These guys have been struggling all season. Rest of season, who do you want? Terry McLaurin or Deontay Johnson? I mean, speaking of targets, which Zach was bringing up, uh, Terry McLaurin hasn't seen double-digit targets yet this season, but Deontay Johnson's seen him four out of six games. And his first game with a full game of Kenny Pickett saw 13. And so I'm leaning that way. Like, he got 13 targets. Can he pick it that first game? He had seven last game, but pick it went down. Like he likes him as a target and trust him. It may not always be efficient because he gets the dropsy sometimes, but he's getting the volume and Washington's also a mess. Yeah. And we got Jahan Dotson working on taking Clarence shine. They have their two running backs, I guess Robinson now, but like it's what about Clarence, the, what about the narrative of, of, of Taylor Heineke's chemistry with McLaurin? He's getting the start this week. Anything, anything you can buy into that? Maybe, but he also didn't have Dotson last boring years. The other pass catchers there. Like, it's the narrative is great and it sounds great, but the situation is fully different. You can't, when you have just one good target, obviously you're going to throw to him all the time. But when you have multiple good targets, that doesn't mean the same thing whether you have chemistry or not because it's different. Fair. Fair point. All right, no house advantage, guys, is changing the game. Play pickup style contest for a shot at winning $150,000. Get the no house advantage app. Use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to $25. Bet on the five player, up to five player props, overs and unders, individual player matchups across all major sport leagues, including the MMA, NASCAR, and PGA. Uh, again, our promo code GF2. Use it at nohouseadvantage.com or get the app for the App Store. Uh, and get your first deposit up to 25 bucks, matched 100%. No house advantage, because it's not just how you play, but where you play. Going for two live and playpickup.com present the pickup props of the week. Of the week. 
All right, we've been doing these all season. Uh, if you are in the Discord, you know that I post these polls slash prop bets uh, in the Discord channel. If you're not in the Discord channel, go get in the Discord channel. It's, it's pinned at the top of my Twitter. Uh, you can find it at goingfor2.com as well. We got all kinds of cool stuff going on in the Discord channel. So we got three prop bets this week, Ryan. First one here is going to be a matchup, a head-to-head matchup with the two of the top running backs from the preseason that have been okay. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's been a little bit injured. Uh, and not playing so well even before that. But Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor, more rushing yards this week. Who do you got? Um, I'm leaning Henry just because he's fully healthy. He's getting still a ton of rushing attempts. Like he's still at 104 rushing attempts. And we haven't seen Jonathan Taylor really get going yet this year. We haven't seen either go going yet this year, but Henry's still at this point been more efficient and he's healthy. And that offense is they're going to lean into him the more the season goes on. I feel like as they're trying to find themselves because that's what that offense is. And Indy has some new toys that they're trying to get involved in the game, and they're also letting Matt Ryan throw the ball. A ridiculous amount of times makes no sense, but they're trying to be different than that when Tennessee just embraces what they are. Yeah, how how disappointing were you uh, of watching Deion Jackson last week do what he did, thinking that that should be Jonathan Taylor? You know what I mean? Like he got that volume, he was looking really good. And so I luck, well maybe unluckily or luckily, however you look at it, I didn't get to draft any Jonathan Taylor this year. Only time I had really early uh, one overall was in Superflex, so I never ended up with him. So I'm not that disappointed personally, Fair. but I understand how upset I would be if it was there. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know I don't know how in 16 leagues I don't have any Jonathan Taylor, but you know what? Yeah, you're happy about sometimes, that right now. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you can be happy. Sometimes luck hits. Yeah. What about you, Zach? What are you going with here? Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, more rushing yards. I think Derrick Henry is easy choice. I mean, if you're just playing the odds. He's healthy. He's coming off a bye week. He's fresh. It's a run-dominant team. Um, I mean, Hines is supposed to even be back this week, so you're even getting some touch competition for Jonathan Taylor where there's just really nobody competing with Derrick Henry. Um, so, again, you're putting money on it. you got to go with the better odds, and you got to go with Henry. Agreed. And the Discord agrees, too, at a tune of 71% going with Derrick Henry. Uh, and I'm with y'all. So the reason y'all mentioned, I don't want to repeat everything y'all said, but yeah, I think, you know, we haven't seen it from Taylor yet for one, two, he's coming off an injury. Uh, and I just, yeah, I can't see it. I'm going with Derrick Henry as well. All right. Next one here. We'll go to you first. Doesn't this one, Zach, uh, over under two and a half touchdowns. I think it's total touchdowns. No, it is passing touchdowns, passing touchdowns for Tua in his return. So two and a half touchdowns over under, what are you going with for Tua here? I'm going with under. I mean, again, just playing the odds. I mean, a three-touchdown day is a huge day. Uh, we've seen Tua capable of it. I mean, he threw six touchdowns. So it's definitely possible, but he's coming off of a significant injury. He had a concussion. He was out for two weeks. Honestly, he could take another hit and be knocked out again. Any player can, let's be honest. But, um, again, Waddle's still banged up. We don't know exactly how he's going to play. Again, you're just playing the odds when you're when you're making these over-and-unders. and I think the odds are in your favor if you're going under. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I went under. Um, they Steelers, they're playing Steelers this week, and their defense actually looked all right last week against Tampa. So I think that also is with their pass rush. It's a little bit rough coming back for him, and who knows if he'll even be a little bit gun shy after taking some hits like that. So 
I'd, I'm going to bet the under on that as well. Yeah, I'm going under. And you, you, you're right about you know being gun shy. He did mention he's got to change the way he's playing to avoid big hits. So it's in his you, head you already. Knock silly. You get knocked silly like that two weeks in a row, man. Yeah, you got to change. You're something. hearing ghosts. Yeah, exactly. 100% agree. Discord also agrees here again to the tune of 71% going with the under on Tua. Uh, this last one's much closer here. So this one is who will lead the Seahawks in Chargers in receiving yards. Uh, options are, of course, the you know the main guys: DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, or other. I'm gonna go to you, Ryan. Which one of those guys you think leads this this game in receiving yards? I mean, they're all super close. Like where the production is this year, they're all within like 20 yards of each other. Miles Keenan Allen, who's beat up, so being he's beat up, and leaving him out of that. And when it comes down to the other three of Williams, Metcalf, and Lockett, I'm just betting on the person who I think is the most talented player out of the group. And that's DK Metcalf, man. He's an absolute beast. And when they're feeding him, there's not many guys who are more dangerous. So I'm going to go off just the talent on that. But this one's just a coin flip. And to tell you the truth, I wouldn't bet this. Yeah, this would be a tough bet. Like, sure. I would not bet this at all. Yeah, this that's is why a scary one. That's why I picked this one. There's a couple other options in there, but I thought were too obvious. Like there was the Bengals one, and I think obvious choice is Jamar Chase. So I didn't even pick that right. one. So this was a tough. No, one. like this is great, but like I would not play this. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm gonna leave Metcalf off of being just that. Right. Exactly. What about you, Zach? Are you going with Metcalf as well? I wanted to, and I was leaning Metcalf until we got the news tonight about Keenan Allen probably not playing. So if Keenan Allen is playing, I think Metcalf is the easy choice in this really tough bet. And I agree with Ryan, I would not make this bet uh, because everyone's so close. Um, but if Allen doesn't play, then I would lean towards Mike Williams just because um, he doesn't have to compete with Tyler Lockett um, for potential targets. So Metcalf can win this in one catch, let's be honest. Yeah. But Mike Williams is a, is a deep threat himself, and we've seen him make some massive plays as well. So if Keenan Allen doesn't play, I lean Mike Williams. If he does play, it's Metcalf. But as Ryan said, I wouldn't touch this bet. Yeah, definitely. I'm with you all that. And it was pretty close in the Discord, too. Uh, Metcalf did win it uh, 28%. Lockett got 23%. Keenan Allen got 19 Mike Williams got 19 And Other got 9%. So it's pretty pretty evenly spread there across the board there. Metcalf took it by a little bit. So good stuff. All right, fellas. Let's do some stock up, stock down. Stock up. <laughs> Stock down. All right, gentlemen, I asked y'all before the show to come with some stock up, stock down players uh, and from a redraft perspective. Uh, we'll go to you first, Zach, here. Give me one of your stock ups. Sure. So I think this is a, an easy one, but uh, people weren't as hot on him going into the season as Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's just been an absolute yes. stud. Um, he's getting, I think the big thing is he's finally getting those, uh, those catches. We saw it last year, actually. He was doing it, but then with the new coaching regime, we were afraid that he wasn't going to get that work. And then they brought in some other running backs, and I mean, he's just doing it all for for them. So uh, I definitely think he has cemented himself as an RB one for the rest of this season. Yeah, definitely stock up on him. I agree 100. percent And he looks like just watching him, the eye test, he looks more explosive than he did last year. I don't know if it's just because he's playing angry because they didn't renew his contract or whatever, but. Yeah, he definitely looks really good this year and, and definitely stock up. If you took a risk on him, you definitely got, got that paid off well. All right, Ryan, what you got for your stock up? Uh, I'm going with my boy from the preseason, from the rookie draft, from uh, rookies this year. It's Alec Pierce. Dude, he is just slot climbing up. He's on four straight weeks with either 60 yards or a touchdown. We saw nine targets and seven in the last two weeks. 
he's really starting to get fed and become part of that offense. And he was such a super deep discount. He's gonna be he's gonna be a top thirty six receiver by draft season next year at the rate he's going. Yep. And they got a real formal combination now with him and Pittman. But I really like what we're seeing out of him. It's translating. Like, I love the talent. I didn't think it would translate this fast, but it is. Yeah, it's funny that you went with Alec Pierce because I went with the other side, Michael Pittman. Uh, Pittman had what sixteen targets last week, and you know that's you know that's you know elite numbers right there. And, and Pittman was kind of one of those guys that you were either on the Pittman train in the offseason, thinking that he was going to be wide receiver one. Uh, I know me and Ryan both were on that train, but then there's people that say that he wasn't going to be that good. And this offense was a run first offense, and they weren't going to get enough targets to him. Well, sixteen targets with Matt Ryan throwing what? What do you think? Like fifty some balls last week. Uh, Matt, Matt Ryan should never throw 50 balls. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> like, Agreed. He should never throw that. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so Pittman is, is sort of my my stock up here with the amount of targets he's been getting. He's been, you know, other than I think the two weeks ago when he had a sort of a dud game, uh, he's been he's been really good week in and week out. Let's do uh, let's do one more stock up and then we'll do some stock downs. We'll go to you first, Zach. Give me your uh, next stock up here. Sure. So I think uh, I think I've heard a lot of buzz about him recently, but it's Travis Etienne. Um, I was really excited for him coming in the season. Honestly, I didn't think James Robinson would even play the first half of the season. So, I mean, great for him to be able to come back to start the season and play as well as he did. Um, but James Robinson is, I mean, not that we're in the stock down yet, but he is definitely trending down. Uh, their touch share is actually pretty close, but Etienne just looks way more explosive right now. Um, I mean, he's getting so close to just breaking those big plays. And it's eventually just going to actually happen. So I think ETN is is rising up there. Yep, I'm with you 100. And we we took took a little while to get there, but I know me and Ryan were both you know big on ETN coming into the season. But now that he's getting those touches and the explosive plays, it's definitely working out. I was just talking the other show like what a week ago. Let's start buying him. Yep, yep. If you're listening to the Before show, I started getting this, and it's too late now. Yep, it's too late now. All right, Ryan, stock up. What you got? Uh, speaking of guys who I think you can buy at a discount right now, which is super weird because before the NFL draft, he was being viewed as a top 15 wide receiver. And then the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown, and it kind of screwed that up. But it's Devonta Smith. Yeah, He is secretly sitting at wide receiver 15. He's had four weeks with top 25 finishes, uh, two in the top 12. One was number one overall. Yes, he has some boom-bust games where he was just irrelevant, but we knew that was the player. He has that very much Brandon Cook's trajectory where he's going to end up with 1,000 yards every single year. It may not come pretty, but you know what? He's going to be the guy you play in your flex spot, and he's going to win weeks for you. Mm -hmm. And right now, he's on his way to... He might not be wide receiver one yet, but he's going to flirt with that for a long time, like right on that edge. And I don't think everybody's really there yet, but I think it should be. Yeah, 100% agree with that. I think after week one, people panicked on Devonta Smith because he barely got any targets. I saw a lot of trades and people talking about dra- dropping it. He put up a zero. Yes. He put up a goose egg. And um, in week four, he put up five points. But every other week, we've had 15, 31, 19, 15. Like, he's had huge weeks. Yep, yep definitely. It's just sometimes you got to have some patience, man. Yeah. So my my last stock up here is actually more on potential um, than what he's actually been able to do on the field so far. And that's Michael Gallup. Uh, we got news today or yesterday that Dak Prescott's finally coming back. 
Uh, you know, that offense is going to be hopefully fully healthy because they're also getting back Schultz as well. Uh, hopefully we can see the offense that we all thought they were going to be in the beginning of the season. I think Gallup it will benefit from, from Dak Prescott being back. I think Gallup struggled the most as far as receivers go with, uh, with uh, Cooper Rush at quarterback. But I think Dak Prescott is able to stretch the field a little bit, take some more chances down the field. So Gallup is my, is my stock up in, in a sort of a potential, what could potentially happen going on down the road. All right, let's flip the script here and let's give us some stock down players, Zach. Sure. So I tried to cover as many players as I could. Um, so I'm going to go with the Jets wide receivers as a stock down. Um, they are incredibly talented. It's a very young, exciting wide receiver group, but Zach Wilson just cannot support them. Um, and so he might be able to support one a week, which is great. Good luck choosing which one that is from week yeah. to week. Um, so for me, they're all stock down, but I wish it wasn't true because they're just really talented and really exciting. And Zach Wilson is just not not helping them out. Yep, 100% agree with that. Ryan, what you got for your stock down? I feel like it's too easy, and I feel like I shouldn't even do it because it is so easy. It's Russ. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's ride. Come on, man. This <laughs> Mr. Unlimited just looks like absolute dog shit. I, I don't know if it's just a terrible offense. I don't know if he's just being taking too many hits in his career. I don't know if he just got his money. He's just enjoying living that Colorado life, getting high. I don't know, man. But he looks so bad, and I want nothing to do with him right now. And it's unacceptable that he is because of the talent surrounding him. Like, it's bad. Stock down for him. And he's be- he's going to be out of the top 24 quarterbacks if he keeps up this place. Yeah. And, and just watching him on the sideline, like, his body language is completely different. Like, Russell Wilson in Seattle, if they were down or struggling – you know, he's up clapping, talking to everybody. He was just sitting on the bench, like almost like stone faced, almost like, I don't know what the hell's going on. What am I doing here? Like, it just did not look good. Uh, so, yeah, definitely the stock down for Russ as well. I actually had a stock down for all Broncos pass catchers. So we just grouped that, all that together there because the same reason for Russ, uh, just in general, that whole offense, you know. I, I lucked out. I, I was down eight points. or Yeah, I was up eight points going into that Monday night game. Uh, and the guy had Corlin Sutton. Uh, so I went and I, I jinxed Sutton by putting him in two parlays on my DraftKings thing. And, uh, of course, Sutton didn't do nothing. I ended up winning my matchup. But uh, thanks for Russ for that one because he definitely killed he killed Sutton on that night. All right, let's do one more stock down. Zach, what you got? Sure. So I want to preface this with I would be trying to trade for this player uh, while his stock is down. Um, but it's Aaron Jones. Um, I think he's still incredibly talented. His peripherals still look really good. They're just not giving him the ball enough. Um, and we've heard Aaron Rodgers this week basically complain about that and saying, like, he wants to give him 20 touches a game. I doubt he's getting 20 touches a game. But um, he's just too talented. He just hasn't been getting touchdowns. He hasn't been getting the, touch- the touches that he needs. So I would be trading for uh, Aaron Jones, but his stock is down after some some poor performances the last few weeks. Yeah, and, and I'll just give my stock down because I had all Packers, basically. I mean, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, any of the receivers, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, any of those right now I think are all stocked down. Uh, so I, I agree there with you as well. Ryan, give me uh, one last stock down here. Uh, I'm going with uh, the opposite end of someone that was brought up he brought up earlier with Travis at the end. I'm going with James Robinson. At the end's emergence means the James Robinson. Uh, we're seeing his attempts go down, his total touches going down. 
he in the last three weeks he hasn't seen more than 13 total touches between rushing attempts and pass and targets in any week. The fantasy points have been single digits three straight weeks, and that offense has gone the other way. Unless there's an injury or something drastic happened, I think the time the time's done. Yeah, I, I agree 100. I mean, that's those first couple of games. I was like, wow, where does this guy? You know, like, how did he come back from this? Uh, but I, I don't know what happened since then. But he has not looked good at all since then. So yeah, it's definitely a stock down for me as well. It it it's it's the emergence. It has to be the emergence of at the end. I also think if they're playing with leads, like if this is a better team, they're playing pounding teams with the lead. He may get more playing time to run the clock out. Yeah, but they're not doing that. Like the Jags just aren't there yet. And if they're playing from behind, the big plays are going to leave at the end. Yep. Good point. All right. Let's get some listener questions. Go ahead. Ask me anything. All right. We'll just alternate these back and forth here. First one here from the Discord, Murray626. This is a full PPR league. He's giving up David Montgomery and receiving Cortland Sutton. Which side do you like there, Zach? Uh, it's shocking based on how we've been talking about this team, but I'm taking the Sutton <laughs> side. Um, yeah. Just because, I mean, David Montgomery is still in that terrible Bears offense, mm-hmm. um, and he's now possibly sharing more touches with Herbert. Who knows? Um, he, I, I think Sutton is talented. He has the ability to play well. Hopefully there's a bounce back, but based on that guy's roster that we saw um, on the show sheet, I, I'm going to go with Sutton. Yeah, I, I'm with you as well. And and Sutton before this last game was actually really good. I mean, he was getting like, I think, 25, 26, 28% target share. He was putting up some decent numbers. He was a popular DFS play uh, this past weekend. Just kind of, you know, kind of soured everybody on that. But yeah, I, I agree. I think it's Sutton as well for me. All right, Brian, this one's for you. This one's from Murph. Uh, he wants to know, would you trade away A.J. Brown and Damian Pierce? to get uh, Travis Kelsey and Christian Kirk. Uh, he says basically he's been streaming tight ends all week, so I guess he wants to get Kelsey to sort of uh, shore that, that that position up. So A.J. Brown, Damian Pierce for Travis Kelsey and Christian Kirk. Honestly, no. Like, I love the idea of Kelsey and having there. Kirk's, while he's been had his great weeks, he's still a little bit inconsistent. AJ Brown's been a stone cold stud and Damian Pierce is starting running back. Like you're putting them both in every week and not worrying about it. Kirk, you have a little bit of question. I know great to have tight end locked up, but your running backs and receivers aren't strong enough to be losing them. Plus I think you're just, you're giving away advantage of that. Streaming's not as bad as it seems. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I think that would stay AJ Brown and, and Damian. Damian Pierce really could be a league winner if, if he continues on the rest. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Gabriel Davis as my wide receiver too. Yeah. And MT is three. If they're both moved down a spot for AJ Brown, perfect. And I don't want Walker. Like, and those running backs outside of Eckler are just not uh, uh, Eckler, Walker, and Damian Pierce gives you a huge advantage. Yep. Having those three. Like, it's just losing too much for too little. Agreed. And let's be honest, at least three quarters of your league is streaming tight end. So, exactly. With almost every other opponent. So, you're not, why give up so much talent? Just to have a have a advantage at one position that most of your leagues not going to have an advantage at anyway. Agreed. 
All right, this next one for you, Zach. This is from Vice, uh, also on the Discord. Um, rest of season, who do you prefer out of these three receivers? Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, or Juju Smith-Schuster? I want to go with none, but if you're making me choose <laughs> one, it's going to be Juju, uh, just because he has Patrick Mahomes, and that is the easy yeah. difference maker. Agreed, agreed. You're going with McLaurin or Samuel there with that terrible offense, and now you got a backup quarterback and you know that whole nine. Juju has could have some weak winning or, or yeah weak winning games, you know, with Mahomes behind center. So I agree. Uh, Pillsbury Throwboy wants to know, Ryan, rest of season, Debo or Godwin? And it's a half-point PPR, which doesn't matter for Godwin's sake, I think. Um, did I miss, like, news on Debo, like, being hurt or something? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He's had okay, a cool. couple, uh, uh, couple of subpar games lately. Maybe that's kind of people soured on him a little bit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a wide receiver position. Of course, people are going to have some subpar games. Dude, Debo's a superstar. And he can win you any week at any time. Godwin's consistently good, but we're going the upside play and the player who has more who's going to score more points. Like he has the upside, and Debo still has a good enough floor. Like it's, I love Godwin, but I don't think this is close. Yeah, I think uh, I think Debo has probably one of the best floors as far as receivers go, and he has the Cooper Cup type upside to go with it. So I, I agree 100 percent with that one because I mean Debo's going to yeah, get the he, carries. He's the whole package. Like, they'll they'll find a way to give him the ball somehow, some way, get the ball in his hands, and good things will happen. So. He, he's a lock top ten for me. Agreed. Like it's yeah, it's easy. All right, let's get uh, let's see if we get one we haven't talked about this player yet. We'll go with uh, I guess this is Cleedy Cleddy. I don't even know how to pronounce that. C L E D E E. He wants to know Zach, would you trade Debo Samuel and DeAndre Swift for Justin Jefferson and AJ Dillon full PPR? And he's getting the Jefferson side. I thought this was close, um, but I, I would prefer the Jefferson side um, just because Jefferson is just that, that good. good. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So the the difference between Swift and, and Dylan doesn't uh, sway you in that way? I mean, because Dylan hasn't been looking good at all. But Swift is way better, um, but he's also not a pillar of health. Um, so, I mean, we could see him come back this week, look great, and then he's out next week. Um, so I still, I want that. I want to get Jefferson on my team. and. And consolidate talent. Good stuff. All right, let's do one last one here. Uh, and this person's name I can never pronounce. They've had multiple questions on here, but it's Perlu Perlu nineteen. Um, so rest of season, Ryan, you got three receivers here that have been getting a little bit of hype after this past week: Wandell Robinson, Tyquan Thornton, or the recently traded Robbie Anderson. Which one do you want rest of season? Um. Absolutely not Robbie Anderson. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, can we just stop with the train on him? Um, dude, I love Taekwon Thornton's talent, but I th- don't think you can get consistent volume at the receiving position for New England. And with how beat up they are in New York, the position. Wondell used them in different ways. He had targets. They moved around the field. I like what they have. Um, I mean, any of these guys, either of those two are worth a bench staff. I'm not like playing them, but I think I take the chance on Wondell Robinson just because New York is just a nightmare wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't get the volume just by default. I think this past weekend, too, you know, he had a good game, but he only played, I think, 24% of the snaps. So, you know, what, what can he do with a full complement of snaps? You know, he's coming off of injuries. So they don't want to overuse them, but. 
yeah, I think Wanda Robinson is who I'd pick as well. I mean, he's exciting. He's he's going to be, you know, he could definitely do some good things in that offense uh, with some volume. All right, it's time for our last segment of the night. Get ready for goingfor2.com's Forgotten Fantasy Player of the Week. All right, Zach, give us your Forgotten Fantasy Player this week. Sure, so I'm going way back, uh, 10 years, to Doug Martin in 2012. The old muscle hamster. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, specifically week nine. Take you back, it was Tampa Bay versus the Oakland Raiders. Tampa Bay won 42 to 32. Doug Martin put up 55.2 PPR points. That was from 25 carries for 251 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. He also had four receptions on five targets for 21 yards. So his touchdown runs were a 45-yard touchdown run, 67-yarder, a 70-yarder, and then it was a three-point game still somehow because this is when the Bucks had a terrible defense. And he scored a one-yard touchdown with a minute 49 left to ice the game going up 10. Nice. So we're talking 10 years ago. This was his rookie season. Um, so I went, in, I went back to look at his ADP. So from Fantasy Football Calculator, um, his ADP, he was the uh, RB19 as a rookie coming out at the end of the fourth round, the 409 pick. Uh, I just want to go through and look at the first 12 running backs taken. So I, <laughs> you guys have to remember this was back in 2012. So this is when everybody was taking running backs uh, crazy high. Uh, so we had Arian Foster was the first running back taken at 102. Ray Rice at 103. LaShawn McCoy tied with him at 103. Darren McFadden, you could also be using the segment at 107. Chris Johnson at 108. Matt Forte at 110. So we had six in the first uh, 10 picks there. And then we have DeMarco Murray at 203. Maurice Jones-Drew at 203. Adrian Peterson at 204. Uh, Jamal Charles at 206. Marshawn Lynch at 208. Steven Jackson at 310. So those are your, 12, your first 12 running backs. So Martin finished as the running back two that season with 311 points. He was behind Adrian Peterson, who was the RB1 that year. 17.7% of his fantasy points in that season came from that one week nine game. And a third of his total touchdowns came from that one game. And he never really had another season like that. His closest season he came to repeating was 2015 when he finished as the RB4, but he only had 232 fantasy points. So he was about 80 points shy of what he did his rookie year. Wow. And I think a lot of people forgot about Doug Martin. Yeah. How great he was that rookie year. And I like the breakdown too, because yeah, that game is like, that's gotta be like one of the top fancy games of all time right there. I mean, those, those runs that he had, I mean, you said 70, 40 something, 63. Yeah. yeah, 45, a 67, a 70, and then a one yarder. Wow. That's, that's really impressive. Great job. That's a great pull right there. I love it. I love it. All right, that wraps the podcast up. We'll go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle. If you want to plug anything, go ahead and do so. Uh, we'll go to you first, Zach. Sure. So thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, all of my content, at FFChulupaBatman. Um, so every Monday night, I have a live waiver wire show with the Tripwire Pod. And then we have that on our YouTube channel, Triple Play Fantasy, and as well as the podcast channel. And then on typically it drops on Saturday, sometimes early Sunday, is Beat the Waiver Wire with Fantasy and Frames. Uh, that's also on their YouTube channel at Fantasy and Frames. And then you can catch all of my Fantasy and Frames article on their website as well. Um, and I put all that out on, on Twitter. And then I'll have a trade article coming out in a couple weeks uh, to give you some trade targets yeah, right before the trade deadline happens for Club Fantasy. Good stuff. All right. Ryan, what you got going on? 
Ah, same as usual, man. Find me Twitter, Foss534. Find me here Wednesday nights and find me over at the Rookie Big Board. Show comes out Wednesday mornings. Good stuff. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 I want to thank Zach one more time for coming on. I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you're one of our more active members in the Discord channel, too, so I also appreciate that. Um, and I just want to plug just our Going for Two Live network, guys. You know, tomorrow we got the pregame show uh, before the game, so if you want to get ready for the pregame show, they do a lot of stock up, stock down type stuff that, like we did tonight with uh, with Dynasty players. Uh, it's the Dynasty Gambit pregame show, so make sure you check that out. And then on Friday night, uh, the B-League. Uh, if you haven't seen the B-League or talked to the B-League, he's uh, he's Australian. He's got probably the best voice in, in the fantasy industry. Uh, he does a underdogs pick show. So if you do pick on underdog, check him out on Friday nights at uh, 830. Uh, he's a maniac. He's great. He's on my shit list right now. He's a maniac. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Like, I'm not talking to him at the moment. But If you want to just see, hear him good. talk shit about me, just tune in for that because literally every show he finds a way to talk shit about me. So if you want to hear shit talking for me, so just tune in for that. All right, guys, that wraps everything up. Uh, I want to thank you all one more time. For Ryan, for Zach, I'm Jeff. We will see you all next week.